Hey moms and grandmoms, this Moms Together podcast is designed just for you, a busy mom or grandmom. All the Moms Together topics are relevant to today's family. Current parenting information and trends will be discussed. You'll receive a word of encouragement and we will share a laugh and be blessed by a heartfelt prayer. We're Lori Wildenberg and Heather Riggleman and our families are made up of littles to young adults. Together with our mom team, we host Moms Together on Facebook. And we're closing in on 20,000 moms, and now it's time to grow our community through a podcast. Many of us question how to navigate motherhood because life is messy and the struggle is real. So join us as we discuss subjects that are close to your mom or grandmom heart. Let's do this mom life together because we are better together. Hey, moms and grandmoms. This is our Moms Together podcast, episode nine, and I'm Lori Wildenberg, one of your co-hosts today. In episode eight, I had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Eve Rosno, one of our Moms Together mentors, about five ways we can ease the anxiety that sheltering at home may produce. If you haven't heard it, you really will want to check it out. Uh, today, my co-host, Heather Riggleman, and I have the joy of speaking with Michelle Nieder. She's also a licensed therapist, wife, and mom. Like Eve, she's one of our Mom Together mentors over at Moms Together Facebook group. Michelle's going to talk with us today about the potential effects this pandemic experience could possibly have on our kiddos. So welcome to Moms Together. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Lori and I are really excited to have you. So um, why don't you, for our audience sake, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I love being part of our Moms Together team, and it's so fun, even though we're not together in person, to get to be with you for a couple of minutes virtually. Uh, I've been a counselor for 20 years, and I love working with moms and families, both inside our counseling center, which we have 15 counselors on staff, and we deliver services throughout the state of Texas now, and also outside our center where speaking at conferences and PTAs and MOPS groups and things like that. So I'm so excited here to talk about this subject that actually was a subject, a PTA group actually asked me to come speak on right when the pandemic began. So there are many parents out there that are like really worried about like the possible effects, um, you know, that, 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 that the quarantine could possibly have um, on their kids, especially with, with the shelter in place and having to be at home. So like one of the biggest questions that many moms, many moms have is how do I know if my kids are okay? And what are the signs that um, parents should be looking out for? Well, the first thing I want to do is offer some encouragement because, and we're going to talk about this as kind of a theme probably today, and that is that of resiliency. I think this is an amazing opportunity for this generation of kids to, especially having followed some more fragile ones, to be an incredibly resilient crowd. I mean, they were born during 9-11, and now here they're coming on through this cycle of this pandemic and sheltering in. And I think they just have a chance to learn how to manage life difficulties and changes in flexibility in an incredibly new way. So some things you wanna look at is first of all, and you wanna actually talk to them about this because your kid could be going to bed, but not actually sleeping through the night. We're finding that to be really true with some of the kids in our counseling center. For example, I talked to a girl who goes to bed and as far as her mom knows, cause her mom goes to bed earlier than she does most of the time, you know, that she's not falling asleep right away and she can't fall asleep. And it's not a screen that's keeping her up or anything like that, which we want to be careful of, but it's just a matter of 
when she goes to bed at night, all the changes and all the thoughts and all the questions, am, am I going to get sick? Is somebody I love going to get sick? Come to her mind at that point, and it makes it hard for her to sleep. So I think it's really important that parents check on their kids and see how well they're sleeping. Kids should be sleeping at least six hours, but I want to talk about the other side of that too. Sometimes when kids are bored and they want to escape life, they'll sleep more than 12. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and you know, some of that is, I laugh because I have a sibling who sleeps like 10 hours and I'm like, man, I don't even know what I do with myself, like to get everything done if I slept 10 hours a day. But, um, I'm lucky. I'm kind of a seven hour a night girl is like my goal, but, um, it's really important if they're oversleeping too much, then we need to look at, can we create more of a purpose for them? Can we help them get engaged in something? And we're going to talk about that more. But it's super important that we realize that sometimes that's happening and that's a sign of dep depression or trying to escape from anxiety. Another thing is that, that eating, something that we're gonna kind of have to watch. And I, I mean, I want us to be realistic and gracious here because I'm a little worried about COVID spread, to be honest, you know, because it's very easy. My daughter's been making brownies to cope. But if, if your kids start not eating, decreasing weight, gaining weight, that's definitely an issue. And finally, they're going to spend more time in their rooms if they are above the age of 10. Let's be real. And honestly, some of us need that. Like I need people not to be jumping around while I'm on a telehealth call and working. And my husband is in the middle of teleconferences. He used to travel as a healthcare consultant. So it's kind of unusual in our house right now. We're thinking about a camp counselor for the summer to keep them engaged because we don't have time to do that. But um, they need to have social interaction. So if they're on their rooms on a screen talking to their friends, I can't even believe I was saying this because there was a time when I would say that is not the best avenue that your child could be on. But right now, that is the best avenue for them. So we want to make sure they're socially engaging, they're texting friends, or they're talking to them, and they're coming out every once in a while. We are past the point of, oh, isn't it fun to play a family game? every night for most of us. We are, my kids are so over me. They are like, can you go somewhere so we miss you? Is what my 13 year old in that lovely said to me today. But yeah, that's, that's where we're at. So, you know, I told him, hey, I still wanna hear about your day even though it sounds just like yesterday and so does mine and all that kind of stuff. But if, if your child's not interacting with other children at all, then we're gonna talk about how to get them help later, but that's something to be looking at as well. I'm just dying over here because your house sounds so much like mine right now. So yeah, my daughter, like we, we ended up buying like, you know, brownies in bulk. So that way she could make them every night. And then, yeah, my kids barely come out of their rooms and like the whole, let's play a game together. They're like, mom, let's get real. So I mean, like, <laughs> my 13 year old sat me down. He's like, mom, let's get real. So <laughs> that's definitely where we're at. So like, so for like the moms that are out there listening, there's got, there's definitely a mom that's thinking, Oh no, my, my child is not okay. So um, what can this mom do to help her child? You know, and one other way that you can tell is you might ask your child when the last time they cried was, mm. I had no idea at the beginning of this, that my daughter was crying in her room at least once a day just so disappointed for missing friendships. Um, she's mm -hmm. in theater, things were being canceled and we're hitting summer camps are not happening. They're all wanting, we have made a very personal decision that each one of our children can interact with one friend at this point. I, I want them to experience play and they are sick of each other. Let me tell you that that is, there's no doubt about that too. So we, we have opened that door and I've seen the light come back in my daughter's eyes. We have but done the, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Have you? Yeah. yeah. If you don't see the light, 
then some things you need to do is you might want to reach out. A lot of health insurances are, are paying for telehealth with no cost. Reach out to a professional counselor, check with your local church for a referral, ask your good mom friends. And I mean, I had one lady who told me best check I've ever written. Cause I'm like, your kid is fine. Like they are socially introverted, but they've got two good friends. They're okay. You know, I know you have a hundred and that's really cool for you. And I get you. I like you, sister, but the fact that your son has two and he's playing with them and he's interacting with them online, he's okay. And so sometimes it's just helpful to run these things by a parent. I talked to another girl though, and she had gotten so behind in like school, um, college kids are struggling with this and in life and was so sick of being on a screen that she really just wanted to like, she didn't want to be here anymore. And that's definitely a danger sign. You definitely want to get the kids some help. If the kids are sneaking out, you also want to look at that if they're older, because they might need to buy something that they used to buy at school that they can't get access to it as easily. And so if your kids are wanting to go to a certain park all the time, you know, I'm, I'm trying to have some very realistic conversations in our offices with some parents whose kids are doing things like that that a drug test may be needed with an older child, just to make sure. I mean, if they're going to the park with you, it's the middle of the day. I mean, all of us are walking a ton. I've seen more neighbors I've ever seen in my life outside. Oh, I bet both of you have too, <laughs> you know? But if, it's, but if it's more than just that, if there's an urgent need to be somewhere, when you say no, you might wanna look at why is that? Yeah, that, that is all so helpful and I really appreciate that. And I, I really like what you said um, regarding really the uniqueness of your kid's personality mm -hmm. and to remember that they're not exactly geared like us with the extroverted mom who needs all kinds of stimulation and the introverted son who needs, he still needs stimulation, but a lot less than that and in interaction. Um, boy, I'm telling you that that is really important. And to see that uh, having that flexibility and that's, that's really such an important piece of being a parent is knowing our kiddos and knowing their uniqueness and, and what is unusual for them. Um, and, and that's really a lot of what you're talking about too, is to pay attention to the things that are really unusual for them. And, you know, we've, we've talked to, about a few things that we should be watching for and to be concerned about. Um, and you mentioned a couple of characteristics that you thought that kids in this particular space and time, born during 9-11 and then living this pandemic, you know, the resiliency and, and perhaps maybe even some flexibility. Are there some other things that other character traits or qualities you think that could maybe be developed or could emerge during this time? Anything else you can think of? Yeah, I think it is learning how to hold on to hope in a whole new way. You know, I think about Jeremiah 29, 11, that talks about how God knows the plans he has for us and their plans to prosper us and not to harm us and holding on to a hope in a future. Now, let me say this, kids can hold on to hope and still have a horrible meltdown. And I want to be very clear about that. If your child is melting down, that does not mean that something is really, really wrong. I remember one time this past week, right at the end of school, I told my son, hey, your teacher said she didn't have this paper turned in. And you'd have thought I'd have said, I'm dying tomorrow. I mean, his perspective reaction was way off. 
But you know what I did? I just laid there with him and rubbed his back. It was in the afternoon. And all of a sudden I heard, I miss my friends. I don't understand why I can't play with anybody. This isn't normal for kids. And our kids are going to have that experience. And then we can ask them some questions. And I've got some conversation starters for your listeners down the road. But you could ask them, what do you want to do to make it better for you? You know, and begin to help them hold on to that resilience, hold on to that hope. It gives them a chance to really believe that God can work anything for good. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've been asking myself. I think we moms have to ask ourselves that first and model that for our kids. One thing that is amazing that kind of has come out of COVID-19 for me is I am actually in an office in our home working that has been a storage unit since my kids were babies. And it is actually cleaned out the shredder is coming tomorrow and let me tell you it's going to be a glorious day around here and so I think that's what we have to do with this season is think about what good could come out of this time and ask our kids that question and teach them that principle in Romans 8 28 and then I think the other thing is that you know I've been telling my kids I know you can't explore new places but you can still learn new things And it's teaching them how to be really really flexible with Mm -hmm. that. And because, you know, I think about Proverbs 29, 18, it says without a vision, people perish. It's kind of what I live by in the way I live my life intentionally in the way a mom intentionally. And so I'm trying to help my kids find a vision for the summer. It is going to look different. It's not Mm going to look the same, but I'm trying to teach them that with some plans. Now, right now they're vegging. We just finished school and I, they are, I told them I'm not going to parent you much for two weeks. You're just off the hook, Mm -hmm. you know, other than just do not destroy the house. That's my only thing. As long as you don't destroy the house, I'm good. But then after that, we're going to talk about like, how are you going to spiritually develop? How are you going to move this summer? What are you going to read or learn about this summer? And I have just started asking my kids, you know, and I've warned them this is coming back. Just tell me something at in the dinner table or at nighttime um, when we do have that, that, that you've learned today. And it may be something weird on YouTube. You, let me tell you, my son, is it real or not? Is like his favorite YouTube show. I don't know what's up with that. But. What is with kids in YouTube? Like, I don't understand how YouTube is making such a big comeback because like it was a big deal when I was in high school and then it kind of went away and all of a sudden it's like, my son is like, YouTube this and YouTube that. I mean, it is, I think it's going to be his lifeline this summer. Yeah. And I think the main thing with parents is we need to be realistic about our parenting expectations and our expectations of our kids. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make two trips upstairs with each child. Sometimes one is to kind of make sure like the dishes, like we don't get ants, you know, like can those come down at some point, uh, that kind of conversation, or are you going to, my kids at 10 have to do their own laundry. So is the laundry going to happen sometime? I'm just wondering if you're running out of clothes at this point, that kind of conversation. <laughs> but then I try to separate that one from a conversation of, I love you. I've missed you. I know this is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, what can yeah. I do to make it easier? Is there any way I can serve you this week? Those kind of things. And I, I think combining those makes kids like my daughter wanted to evict me when I was combining those <laughs> from her room, you know, cause she doesn't want the correction in the direction. Let's be real. Who does? Who signs up for that? Just really willingly. Um, so I try to keep fun, caring mom a little separate from the household director that has to make sure the walls don't cave in and the bugs don't crawl. Oh, that is such good information. I think that's why my kids hate me right now. Cause like the minute I walk into their room, I'm like, why is it a mess? Why are there four bowls and eight glasses in here? 
why is there like what is is that a rotting apple like come on like pick up your <laughs> so yeah that's that's good information to know so we've talked a little bit about um, tween to college age kids and so my question for you is how can moms of littles um, how can they how 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 is that summer going to look different and what can they do to keep them engaged I think that if the mom's not working, then I have this pro program called the Intentional Summer Project, and they're going to have to think through that. Like, not preschool with a set schedule, but some activities that they're going to do on a regular rhythm. Kids in that mm -hmm. age range respond really well to rhythm, and I think that's easier to manage. Um, I think if they're working in their home with littles, first of all, God bless you. Good luck. It's going to get so much easier. My sister-in-law is there and I pray for her all the time because I can't even imagine having twin five-year-olds in the middle of COVID-19. That well, just sounds that. so exhausting, Oof. girl. But I mean, mine can at least get their own food and I don't have to take care of any potty issues very often other than flushing with them. I don't know if I should have said that, but I don't. <laughs> um, so, um, but, um, I, I think being realistic for themselves with mm -hmm. this time is also important. And then if they're working in the home and they can't use childcare outside the home or they're nervous about doing that, I do think we're going to have a lot of kids who would have been camp counselors sitting around and you don't have to have them full time, but having somebody come in, your kids sleep later, 10 to two, 10 to three, couple days a week, they take care of lunch. They might can get the kids as pools might open up or you have access to a private pool, a little swim time, getting them outside to move. My kids are learning how to skateboard. We decide to give them their birthday presents early. You know, whatever it is, I think you, to think you can do it all and stay sane might be overextending your own perception of your abilities. I think it's really good that you mentioned that because I think when you have, when you're a mom of littles, you, you have like this sense of like these really high expectations. And so, I mean, you're, you're literally setting yourself up to, to fail and it, it doesn't need to be that way. So that's, that's fantastic. No. And if you're a working mom, you, oh, sorry. No, oh, if no. you're a working mom, you can't compare yourself to a mom who is staying at home full time. And I worry about people being on social media and seeing Pinterest projects and different things like that and feeling like they're not enough. We all have different callings and different things we're going to do during this time. Well, that's such a good reminder too. So Michelle, you also have a book that's going to be released this fall. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where everyone can, can uh, connect with you? Yeah. Loved and Cherished is already available for pre-order on Amazon and most major re retailers. And I'm so excited about this project with my co-author, Lynn Cowell, who's a Proverbs 31 ministry speaker and writer. And this book is designed for tween girls ages kind of eight to 12. You could use it for a little more mature girl, a little less mature girl. And it's really laying this foundation of for girls to know the love of God that it, that he really has for them before they enter those tumultuous junior high years, which we all don't want to go back and do. And kids often during that time will feel rejected, struggle with feelings of not being good enough. And so those feelings can lead to anxiety and depression. So we wanted to really write something to reinforce a Christ-based identity and a sense of being so loved that nobody can snatch it away from you. And you can find out about more about me on counselorthoughts.com is my website. Um, I've got a 
a podcast called Counselor Thoughts, and I'm actually going to do a really neat series with Lynn. It's coming out in the next couple of weeks on Raising Brave Beauties, and it's going to be for moms and their girls to listen to together, so we're super excited about that. I am looking forward to it. I can't wait to pre-order your book and sit down and read it with my 11-year-old. I think it's going to be fantastic. So thank you so much for joining us today, Michelle. So Lori, uh, could you share a verse that relates to the difficult and challenging times um, and then close us in prayer? Sure, I would love to. And I think uh, Psalm 121 really is a psalm that helps us during these hard times. I lift my eyes to the mountains and where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He watches over you. And he will not slumber. Instead, he who watches over you will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your, sh is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm, and he will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Father, thank you for this time with... Um, Michelle and with Heather and thank you for the wisdom that you have given Michelle that she just so generously shares with uh, so many of us and Lord um, we ask that you give us all clear eyes to see our kiddos and if they are struggling during this time and just have us continue to ask the questions and and continue to talk to our kids um, just to check in with them Lord Thank you again for this time. And um, Father, as Michelle reminded us that uh, it's good for us to have a vision. And if we don't have a vision, we are going to perish. So to encourage our kiddos to have a vision for perhaps each day or maybe for a week, Lord. Uh, thank you again for this time. And um, we just ask you to bless all the mamas listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey mamas, thanks for joining us today. We pray that this podcast encouraged you. Did you know that we hang out on Instagram and Facebook? If you'd like to directly connect with us, join our Moms Together Facebook group because we would love to get to know you. And remember, we are moms together because we are better together.